and welcome to the Hunter's Hub, the video game podcast born of the Monster Hunter community. I am so grateful to be back at my own place where I have good internet and we're not going to have problems with me dipping out because of connection issues or running out of hotspot data, uh, which got choppy after that, which was like 15 minutes in the last episode. But uh, tonight is just Sasha. So how you doing? Pretty good. We're going to see how my connection holds up this time around but good how are yeah. you good uh got a lot of diablo in today as as i i'm hearing you you got some in at least i i got some in yeah um i cleared the first like boss in the prologue and got into the city the first city and started doing side quests and discovered that the rogue is a demon hunter and my mm-hmm. old habits die hard. Yeah. 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 No, the rogue is 100% like the demon hunter, um, which is funny to me that it feels so close to a Diablo three class when it is a direct reference to a Diablo one class, which was called the rogue. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I was, as I was looking through the, the skill tree, I obviously I haven't played Diablo one or two. I just played three, but I'm like, I feel like mm-hmm. they just took rogue umbrella classes and just shoved them all together and then gave you the option to mix and yeah. match. Yeah, that's kind of, I mean, if you've ever seen um, sometime later, you should look at the uh, rogue trailer uh, that they did when they announced the rogue for Diablo four. It is good. Like it is, it is sufficiently dark for what they want to to show you know the cutscenes. i will say they are uh they're they're pretty graphic i i get why people call diablo 3 like the kids version of diablo if diablo 4 is much more like the original games yes diablo 4 is much more in tone uh quite there the, the problem is the problem is it had that world of warcraft kind of style a little darker but not quite and people just called that kitty and i don't agree with that because you had just as brutal and just as terrible things happening in diablo 3 you had people when it's painted in that that world of warcraft style art so so here's what they got wrong right so they they went for an artistic style that was supposed to be like an oil painting and that was their they pulled that off. I mean, they they did. They very much did, and they're wonderful artists for doing it. But it doesn't convey the same dark gothic setting. Oil oil paintings are certainly in the gothic era, no doubt about that. But oil paintings aren't representative representative of a gothic era. So then, what they did for Diablo Four, as you can see, is it's more styled after a stained glass aesthetic and putting that pulling that stained glass to be more dark has really because you see all your skills your skills are stained glass if you haven't noticed that all the art for them yes i did notice that so that's the kind of they're going for gothic sort of church look which makes it look creepy and also a lot more in theme with what diablo is known for yeah i mean yeah yeah, um, it still doesn't, uh, it's almost, I would say, as far as like atmosphere and theme, 
it's the closest to one we've ever got since Diablo one. Diablo one is still much more darker and depressing. Um, but I think it's kind of an, also a, a artifact of its time. You can't run. There's no suit. You don't, you're not a superpower. We're not playing ARPGs. were not a thing when Diablo was a thing like Diablo one was, uh, probably the first ARPG in that style. That's why, you know, we call them Diablo clones and it wasn't even meant to be like that. It was meant to be like a strategy RPG, like XCOM, but because of a bug in the walking system, they're like, no, this is actually more fun to do it this way. So here we are. So like, it's really hard to recreate that, that sort of like very slow and steady atmosphere that Diablo one had, that made it feel so dour and heavy because it, you know, you, when you can jump on a horse and it gets caught on things in this one, it's just like, you don't have the horse yet because you're not far enough the campaign, but there's things that even in Diablo four, you're like, you're taken out of the Gothic theme pretty quickly when you start getting a lot of abilities and you're mowing down demons and you're like, I'm the best in the world. Wait, I was supposed to be, this was supposed to be dark and depressing. Oh crap. (laughs) Yeah, I feel I feel like I'm already kind of starting to have that happen. Um, of course, you're playing the rogue. Literally, yeah, the strongest that, that's what I'm saying. Right it's now. it's too yeah. easy. It's too easy. I've got already. I'm not even level ten, and I have two abilities that I can dodge with, like mm-hmm. a ranged attack. Get close to me. I've got blades. Like I, it's too easy. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. There's there's when um. When you get further, we're gonna have a big Diablo talk because there's a there's yeah, a lot yeah. there's a lot to say uh about Diablo four that I I'm glad you're playing. I'm really glad that you're playing because I can talk to someone about it eventually. But I want you to I don't want to spoil you, I want you to finish the campaign at least. Yeah. Uh, well I'll uh I'll put some good time into it. I don't know. I don't know how dedicated to the actual campaign I will be because I'm definitely a explorer as far as our oh, yeah. go. So take your time. It's the side quests are ju- in my opinion just as worth it. The there are some awesome side quests there. Some of them I don't think you're going to know the context for. Um because there's, I think I talked about it before. There's this amazing side quest where you learn about the fate of one of the adventurers from Diablo 2 and what happened to him. And you're not going to have any connection to him at all. You're just like, just oh, that's It's just going to be sad. like a person. Yeah. But like, to me, who's played all the Diablos and very invested in the lore and very especially invested in that kind of thing, because they've done that in most games where they talk about the people from the previous games, the heroes, quote unquote, that's been a theme since Diablo two is what happened to the originals. I mean, they straight up did it in Diablo two. The three classes are accounted for in Diablo two. All of them. The dark wanderer who causes all the shit is the warrior. The blood Raven is the rogue. And the blood Raven is literally like the first big boss you fight. If you choose to on a side quest. Um, and, uh, the mage uh, becomes the summoner at the end of like the end of a chapter in Act Two. So, like literally direct interpretations. Diablo Three had some of them, not all of them, and Diablo Four has at least one. So, uh, we don't hear anything about Diablo Three heroes, though. 
I think uh, I think those are going to get swept under the rug because they were quote unquote too powerful. So <laughs> yeah, I was going to be curious about that. That like the only the only one I'm familiar with is not going to get the nod. Yeah, I don't know. They might they might talk about the demon hunters. I don't know, but we haven't got we're not done. The story's not done, so it never is at the base game. Um. So yeah, so speaking about Diablo and some other things, we're going to be continuing on the series we did two weeks ago, where, or three weeks ago, because we had to miss a week. Um, so two episodes ago, but three weeks ago, uh, where we pulled all the best uh, RPGs from Metacritic and sort of decided what to keep and leave. And it leaves us with 18 open slots to get to, get to a top 50. Um, so Sasha and I are going to be talking about our 10 entries. We're going to be able, only be able to take forward six from each of us, including Ace, who isn't here tonight. Um, but we're only going to really just sort of lay down what our 10, what, what 10 we're bringing to this discussion to carry forward. We're going to worry about curating the list when we actually have Ace here. Um, and just in case there's duplicates or yada, yada. So but there are definitely games that should be on that top list that were not there because, you know, rating games is not the best way to go about things. Also, uh, if you were to look at that list today, Diablo 4 would not have made that list. Uh, the Metacritic score has gone down significantly. Oh, interesting. Well, yeah, it's part of the uh, next week's episode that we're going to be talking about with the... Uh, toxic community around games and i'm going to sit here and just drink my dew and <laughs> not let that <laughs> not reveal your whole agenda for the next topic i won't keep people on pins and needles i think you're a bunch of whiny baby bitches there you go wow tell me how you <laughs> feel <laughs> <laughs> oh man they freaking lost their shit over this patch it, like the whole reddit community did like there's not like most of the youtubers who cover diablo were like this sucks and i hate it and then they played it and they're like actually it's really fun and i'm like see <laughs> told you oh, wow i had no idea because i just started yeah no it's it's been a thing People are calling it the worst patch in RPG history. I saw I saw an article on one of my like gaming groups about mm -hmm. that, and I, but I didn't read it because I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not invested in that. But then like the very next day, I went and bought an Xbox. So, so, so before we jump into this, how is the Xbox itself? Like, how do you like like it? Um, I mean, I love it, and I feel very fulfilled now. <laughs> Being <laughs> like in the next waiting. generation. Yeah. Yeah. Um I spent most of the day just kind of getting the the system downloaded. I had actually about 10 games that I had bought like the Xbox mm -hmm. 1 and the Xbox Series X bundles for. So I downloaded almost everything I think is done. The only ones left are Saints Row um and Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Um, nice. But it has some features that I did not realize it had that I think are pretty neat. Like, I had shut the whole system down yesterday, and I took a nap, and when I turned it on two year two hours later, it just 
it was downloading things while the system was off and mm-hmm. it just quick restarted exactly where I had left off, even though I had quit yeah. out of that game too and like closed the game out. But it, when I rebooted yep. the game, it just restarted it right up where I was with the game paused. And I, I feel, I feel very old in that, like that swept me off my feet. <laughs> yeah. That's you know, fine. like, <laughs> yeah, like, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. So, um, yeah, I'm very happy with my purchase. My TV is doing uh, visual things that I also hadn't ever done because I hadn't had anything hooked up that needed 4K before. So, sure, yeah, yeah, Just yeah. Like I, I, I had... think I upgraded because my TV died at one point a couple years ago. So I got a, just a newer version of the same brand. Uh, and then that upgrade was actually into 4K. And I didn't really feel like I was utilizing it that much because I had a PS4 at the time and a Switch. And neither of those are going to be using 4K. So it wasn't until I got the PS5 that I was like, wow, this looks much better. So Now, I, knew, I know that just because we've had the PS5. So I've seen like my husband went from playing Elden Ring on the PS4 to the PS5. And I'm like, okay, yes, worth the worth the price of the upgrade. But for me, I've only been playing on the Xbox one. So then when I got the the Series X hooked up, my TV was like, hey, you can change your settings if you like. (laughs) Like, okay, yeah. And it let's go. (laughs) Yeah, let's let's do that. This looks this looks beautiful. So. I'm very excited to uh, to play some uh, some games I've been waiting to play. I think I'm going to pick up Cyberpunk because I've been waiting okay. to play that as well for a long time. Now that it's uh, largely fixed, I hear. Yeah. As well. And I and think you've there's got some a, DLC coming out for it. So Yeah, I think they've got a what I would call an expansion coming out soon. Yeah, that's that's I, I, I'm kind of excited if I'm going to like Cyberpunk, I'm excited about the idea of not just, you know, like two hour DLC, but a full blown expansion, like old school expansions like the Shivering Isles. I am nearly positive that I can just look at GOG real quick because it's, of course, they're going to be advertising Cyberpunk. Uh, No, no, it's not on their front page. It was on their front page for quite a while. Would have known the... uh, Oh, no, there it is. Phantom Liberty. That's the big update or expansion or whatever. Yeah, they've got a bundle right now on sale in the Xbox store that's Cyberpunk and pre-order Phantom Liberty. And I think it's 60 bucks. So. Oh, it's a spy thriller adventure added into Cyberpunk. like a storyline where you play as a spy interesting okay cool um so yeah uh i think we can uh get started on talking about our games that we're going to try to add to the to the rpg list now before we get into that um i didn't find whatever that second one is so i'm killing it um i had something on the list there and it just 
we kept it on. I don't know what it is. I, I mistyped something, so it's gone. So I'm just going to give the now uh, 31 games that we capped because I just deleted one because I don't know what it was. Um, and we're going to have to come up with about six each, and then I guess we'll all just have to agree on a seventh for someone. Uh, a A one out of the leftovers to add back to the list but anyways uh so the, what we have currently on our best rpg list is disco elysium dragon age origins neverwinter nights fallout 3 mass effect 1 and i'm saying one because it just doesn't say one but we know that is one uh witcher 3 blood and wine so the expansion specifically wow the burning crusade final fantasy 6 uh the witcher 3 wild hunt which is the base game do we already say witcher 3 no we just just blood and wine okay um baldur's gate which is the original one we have the third one coming out here in just a few weeks uh wrath of the lich king for a while diablo 4 uh xenoblade chronicles chrono trigger final fantasy 7 undertale demon souls bloodborne Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim, World of Warcraft, the base game, Mass Effect 3, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, Hades, Elder Scrolls 4, Oblivion, Bastion, Diablo, Elden Ring, Mass Effect 2, Chrono Cross, Legend of Grimrock, and Baldur's Gate 2, Shadows of I Am. Um, am, whatever. Okay, cool. So I'm glad that my 10 were not on the list already. Yeah, mine were not either. So, so Sasha, what is your first? And we'll just go back and forth today. Well, I just feel like this is not going to be a shocker, but mm-hmm. obviously it's Fallout New Vegas. Uh, yeah, considering you talked about that last week. And yeah, I expected that I to can. be there. That's like yeah. on my bingo card. Oh, boy, that would be fun. Right. That's my bonus right in the middle. That that is that 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 brings me to a fun concept we could do making each other's bingo cards. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. That would be fun. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um yeah, Fallout New Vegas for sure. Um I still do have plans to go back to this at some point. Um I have been giving myself a little more time to play some other games. I tried out a new game this week uh, before the uh, season drop for Diablo uh, and stuff like that. So I'll get to it eventually. Uh, It's on my GOG list. I don't think I uninstalled it. I can check. I think it's still installed on my my PC. I feel like that's a, a never, never uninstall for me on anything no it is uninstalled i'll have to reinstall but um i did try out evil west until my power went out while i was playing it so that was fun it was fun um i didn't get very far yeah yeah thunderstorm i think it was like tuesday night just boop just it didn't go out entirely but it was enough to flicker and the whole pc shut down and i was like I think awesome. I'll play on the PlayStation. <laughs> or I actually watch stuff on the PlayStation instead. So 
So yeah, so Fallout New Vegas, I don't know what else you can add to this. I think this deserves a spot on the list. I don't have any contenders with this. Great. Like Yeah. Here's a here's a uh, an obvious one for me. I only talked about it all year already, Octopath Traveler 2. Um I thought about putting both on the list. I think 2 is just better deserving. I think it has it's a more fleshed out idea. I think it's just better. So, why have it contend with the first one and in that list and just put the better one on there. Octopath Traveler 2. No objections. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, I guess your next one. This might be a very fast thing. It we might probably. Just, crab. just yeah. I mean, I think just for a couple of, of mine, because you know I'm going to say them, because you know I talk about them all the time. Sure. Elder Scrolls Morrowind, which I think is better than Oblivion and Skyrim. Uh, yeah. Uh, I did play this one. I never finished it, because I was a high schooler with a smaller attention span. Look, th- those Ashlanders are no joke. That, that <laughs> almost breaks everybody when they play this game. If they're going to beat it, they gotta beat the Ashlanders and themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just remember being intimidated by the freaking bugs, like the horse-sized bugs. Like yeah. I don't remember what they were called, but they were ants. There's, there's, um, there's, there's a like similar. The Kwamis. Qua- I don't know. I ended up going in like a whole nest nest of theirs at one point where they had like rope bridges and stuff, and I was just like, "This is insane! Like, where am I?" Um, but I don't, yeah, it was a long time ago that I played Morrowind. Um, don't think I'll ever go back and play this one, honestly. I just, the quality yeah. of life Skyrim brings just, just too much. Yeah, plus I think if you needed it, if you needed the Morrowind itch, you have the DLC in Skyrim, and you have Elder Scrolls Online, and they have Morrowind in there. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, more, I have no objections. Uh, I still hear it's the best spell system in Elder Scrolls. Um, any any game ever. I don't know. I think Magicka. You ever played Magicka? I Magicka have not, has. So you had seven elements, and you could mix and match them however you want, and putting in different elements created different spells. That but you sounds could, like two worlds. They've got stuff like that. Well, here's the fun thing. You could still just do the same element over and over and over, and it would just make it more powerful. So one of the funniest things to do was one wind and six rock or earth. So you would get a boosted giant boulder that would just smash everyone, including yourself. It was really funny. That's that is very similar to how I don't know if it was in Two Worlds One, but Two Worlds Two was like this, and you could like go to the different magic vendors and buy the I guess they were like cards, um, yeah, and then you could modify your spell. So I remember taking like a necromancy spell and putting rubber and ricochet on it, and then just sending these like death balls through the town. <laughs> That actually sounds fun. It it was pretty cool, yeah. Huh. 
I uh, that's the game that I famously bought from GameStop at one location in Dayton. Put it in, watched the first cutscene. I was like, I'm 100 percent out and returned two worlds it or two, di- worlds two. two worlds two two worlds two two worlds two is not that bad of a game but it's like a solid six out of ten well the problem was it had the the shaved oh, head yes. I'm, I'm an asshole protagonist thing that i was not into i was like and this I is not yeah. feel like you would have felt some kind of way about the half work if you made it that far which have the the lady? Yes. What do you mean by felt some kind of way? Like I was just more anno- I was so annoyed by the guy I didn't even just feel I remember like, her. I feel like you would have been annoyed with like they went into pretty good detail in the game about like how she was her powers and her like abilities are affected by being part human and part orc and oh maybe and she's supposed to be like an orc princess but also she's very human and i think you would have been annoyed with that i just probably like you would not have liked that it was overshadowed by the douchebaggery that i was looking at at my main character the whole time i just i couldn't so i returned it and they were like I was pre- fully prepared. They were like, well, we have to give you store credit. Like, we can't return a full price on cash. And I was like, I'm not asking you to give me store credit. Or not asking you to give me cash. I just don't want this game. This is terrible. Like, I can't. Like, I don't know what irked me so quick, so hard about <laughs> it. Other than, like, I know it was the main protagonist. But I was just like, I'm out. Done. Can't. Buy. Like, I might be able to deal with it now i was also on a tighter budget those days so i think i ended up getting like with store credit at that GameStop. i ended up getting like soul caliber six and two other games that were just used because of that yeah i mean i don't think it's a must play yeah no okay well uh so the second on my list um what got me thinking about this one is i've talked about it a lot uh especially I don't I know that you've been on the show since I've talked about it, but I was much more into it before you came on, Sasha, which is Titan Quest. And if we want to talk about innovative Diablo ARPG games on this list, I think Titan Quest deserves a spot for not only because, you know, Diablo, who created the sort of like hack and slash looter, you know, isometric, you know, RPG, um, Titan Quest, I think, really took that idea and elevated it in some different ways that we still don't see a lot of in modern ones, uh, which was the class mixing system. You see that now in stuff like Borderlands, especially Tiny Tina's, uh, where you're like, hey, pick a couple different skill trees, and that's sort of what you are. But this was, pick a class. Okay, now pick a second class. That's That's your character. And... You had 64 possible classes in the first one after uh, before the expansions or am I oh, That's I'm pretty wrong. cool. Right, and not all of them are the best, but but basically all it is is a combination of class A plus, plus you know class B and that would be your class. You would actually be called something else. So like you were the thermaturge or you were a Spartan if you did this like 
I I like that idea. I like that from uh, Tiny Tina Wonderlands too. That's. Mm-hmm. I think it gives a lot more options for the actual RPG elements of the game. Yeah. And it was it was really interesting. Um, now this was done again later on by the same developers, quote unquote, because they left THQ to create uh, something crate, something their their name is something crate games. Um, I'll be right back. Yeah. Um, so they went on to create Grim Dawn, and Grim Dawn is essentially the same game, but. In a not as great setting, I don't know. A lot of people tend to like Grim Dawn more than Titan Quest, but I like Titan Quest a lot more. So I feel like Titan Quest deserves spot, and I guess I'll just monologue. Don't look at me like that, dog. What? Okay, sorry. All good. All right, um, so you said they went off, they left THQ Nordic, they started Luke a new something. company. Yeah, something Crate Games, and they uh, made Grim Dawn, which a lot of people I think like more. I just, it's a Bloodborne problem with me. It's steampunk, and I'm not really there. Like, I, that's a really hard thing for me to sell. Like, they have guns and stuff, and I just. It's not a bad game. I've just not played it as much as Titan Quest. So I feel like Titan Quest is, for me, the better game. Also, Titan Quest has more expansions and more recent expansions than that game as well. Oh, yeah. Isn't that the one that had something come out like two years after the game? Oh, six years. Six, six years. Six years. Ooh, yeah. That's and, dedication. Um, gosh, when was their last expansion? I don't remember, but they just came out with one. No, in 2020, so that was 14 years as the latest expansion that came out. Um, because THQ Nordic are freaking bosses. They, I don't know what how they got the money or the funds to buy up all those different companies and IPs and revive them, but they did. I mean, you remember that? Like they just came out yeah. of nowhere and just started rebuying stuff, and it was like, "What are you doing?" And they was they I mean, ended up like this- making a bunch of money. Was it before or after The Witcher 3? <laughs> I think isn't after. That, isn't that THQ Nordic? No. Uh, no, they that's... Are, they're the one with the Cardinal. I don't remember. Now I gotta Fred. look. Now I've got Witcher 3 right here. I just click on it and I'm pretty sure it will tell me the developer... Which is CD Projekt Red. There it is. There it is. Yeah, yeah. CD Projekt Red is was always been their sort of own company kind of thing. THQ, yes. THQ shut down, and then Nordic Games bought them and became THQ Nordic because they just bought all the THQ properties. So, uh, but yeah, Titan Quest is still currently being at worked on, and then and. and played and stuff and i still have yet to play the latest expansion because you have to be max level and being max level in that game is not easy uh when you have to start over because it's much longer because you have to play through 
was the original expansion. Then you got three new new ones. And then the fourth expansion is like after all of those. And then also in the hardest difficulty, which means you have to have played through that campaign three times. So, yeah, it's just not. I, I guess I, they're really I've committed run out. to being a Diablo clone then. They are. They <laughs> certainly are. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't even get that far in Diablo 2 when they did that. Diablo 3 is the one that... Like, I beat... I didn't beat Diablo 3 or Diablo 2's Hell Mode until the remake. And that was because Chance and I did it together. Like, it's not easy to get through three difficulties and play the same campaign three times in a row. Like, it's not an easy concept to sell. And then when you've got a lot more to do it. Anyways, I still think Titan Quest, for all of its innovations in the genre, and still being active and played, I still think yeah. it feel I still feel it should deserve a spot on the RPG list. So, uh, your third one, Sasha. I have Dragon Age Inquisition on here. Okay. Um, I think that of the Dragon Age series this one is the most technically sound um it is the least repetitive i would say each of the i think i don't know exactly how many of the little like different maps you have but they're all very unique from each other they all are uh have different types of monsters in the area they all have different weather elements they as you get uh leveled up they are not leveled to you, so you you need to pick and choose kind of where you're going to level your characters up. And then in the end end game ones, you have actual dragons in Dragon Age, yeah. which you know hasn't always been a thing. Um, no, I think Dragon Age one had one dragon. Yeah, but that's because Dragon Age refers to like the year of the dragon or like the age yeah. of the dragon not that you're fighting dragons but yeah. uh, there are yeah. lots of dragons to fight in dragon age inquisition and they are really cool um meanwhile there's zero number two worst one <laughs> yep um you get a really nice like weaving of the story um you get nods from your characters from origins your characters from two you have some really tough choices to make if you are invested in the story and certain choice elements have led you to choosing between a beloved party member from Origins and the actual main playable character in 2. Mm. Mm, yeah. So I just, I think it's a, it's a really excellent game it's beautiful the graphics are great the combat system is fluid every complaint that people have had about the previous iterations of the game they've improved upon that combat wise mm-hmm. they've got like triple a voice actors on it okay yeah. i think it's great so um all right i mean i played only a little bit of it um for me i like i've said Several times, I think I'm just waiting on remakes for them to really delve back into the Dragon Age series, especially Origins. Origins, I think, is the one I'm most interested in replaying. Uh, two, I will totally skip. 100%. Yeah, you totally can. 
because I have been to. Uh, but Inquisition would be one that I would be willing to revisit as well. So Yeah, but I think you would have the same problem appreciating Inquisition as you would trying to play Mass Effect 2 as the first Mass Effect game in your journey. Which is why I want to do it Origins first. That's yeah. why I'm waiting for a playable build of Origins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I am saying playable as in my save keeps crashing and I can't get through this one part. It's just, I don't know what, what the deal is, but yeah. Um, so my next one is going to be out of left field for me, but I feel this franchise deserves a spot on the list. Uh, and I've only played one game out of this franchise. So I'm going on a lot of the opinions of other people on this, especially some people that I know well. Uh, my good friend Brian is a huge advocate for this series. My friend Nathaniel is a huge advocate for this series, which is Fire Emblem. Uh, so the, I'm going to throw the only one that I have played and can attest to, which is Fire Emblem Three Houses on. Um, strategy RPG, still an RPG, um, but very much uh, outside of my normal wheelhouse. I'm not a bit really hugely invested in into this series at all. But I see it's con- people are constantly in love with the series. There's a whole thing about it returning because of the characters being put in Smash Brothers on Nintendo. Um, you know, most Americans didn't know about the series until Marth and Roy uh, graced the Super <laughs> Smash Brothers Melee uh, roster on as secret characters and people are like Marth and Roy who the heck are these weird people why are there humans with swords that aren't you know like we got an elf with a sword link but like you know, what's the what's with the humans so um, I you know even though it came out of obscurity I think in the recent years it's become quite popular in the you know especially in the strategy RPG space uh, I just the hype around this series is very high a lot of times, and I feel like Fire Emblem Three Houses is probably not the best in the series. I hear a lot of people talk about Radiant Dawn being the best. I mean, Radiant Dawn is a GameCube game that regularly sells over two to $300 just based on its rarity and wow. quality. A lot of people say it's one of the best Fire Emblems ever made. So, I, But I can't, I can't speak to that. I never played it. Actually, no, I did. My friend let me borrow it and it has permadeath and then like i lost a character who was looking for her father i was like yeah that doesn't feel great so take your game back <laughs> wasn't into permadeath as a thing in those days uh so yeah so fire emblem three houses i liked that game i liked that a lot uh i think its biggest shortcoming for me is they they put in this relationship system uh which was extremely shallow like extremely shallow um literally it would be like hey you know like raise your relationship level with these people by talking to them and getting to know them better which sounds great right but then it's literally like down to a choice at the end of the game you just pick one doesn't matter how much you talked them up you just pick one and then your ending is just like you and this person lived happily ever after yeah it's like the relationship in mass effect one kind of yeah you just, you didn't, it just felt like it didn't matter and it was super shallow. And like, I did a lot of effort to talk this person up and it really, and I saw just how shallow that choice was. And I was just like, 
I'm still going with that person. But it was a really funny ending for me when I did it. Because it was like, you two just worked together, did charity work the rest of your life. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Literally, like, you just become, like, because that person was very into helping people and stuff. You're just like, you're just going to do whatever your spouse wants the rest of your life. I'm like, feels like a weird ending. But okay. Um, So, yeah. I think Fire Emblem Three Houses is... If we're going to represent Fire Emblem, I think it's a good way to do it. So, uh, next one for you, Sasha. I have Pokemon Gold and Silver. Okay. Um, I specifically picked Gold and Silver over Red and Blue um, because I remember being super, super, super hype about Gold and Silver having the option to go back and do all the original gyms. Fair enough. So Because it, it basically like, is like having both games. Yes. Yes. That that was like the greatest thing ever. And then we got Umbreon, who I also thought was like the coolest Pokemon ever when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, S- but Sylveon I, as well. I mean, I, she's not as was, cool. I don't think Sylveon it was. Not Sylveon. Yeah. Espeon. Espeon. I meant, to, yes. I meant to say Espeon. But yeah, yeah so but I, I, I definitely slept on Espeon because I was so into the dark type, so into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I just remember my like child mind being blown that they crammed so much into that game. Like you played the entire game and then you got to go back and play the original agents. I really hated that I didn't have to catch all of the unknowns of the alphabet. Like, I, I did it, and then I realized you only just had to see them. And I was like, you suck, game. <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> uh, that yeah. The end of... Uh, I didn't even remember... Like, I remember specifically playing Gold and Silver uh, when it came out back in the day. But I remember that's where I initially hit Pokemon Fatigue already. Because I was just like, I do not want to learn all these new Pokemon. Like, I was cool with the 150, but like, this is too much. <laughs> uh, see, I think that that hit me after X and Y. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's just too many in general now for, for anyone to get attached to all of them. So, yeah. Uh, I will say, though, it didn't... Gold and silver didn't have any sort of duds uh, like you do see sometimes nowadays. Like as much as I praised, uh, what's what's the latest ones? I keep wanting to say diamond and pearl, but those were the remakes. Um, oh, scarlet, Scar- scarlet and, and violet. violet. As much as I praised the Pokemon designs for the ones that I liked, uh, me being a bug trainer traditionally, just screw all the bugs that came in. Scarlet and Violet, they suck. I hate them all. Like we got Steel in Gold and Silver. Yeah, Steel, Dark, uh, I think it maybe just Steel and Dark, but I think it's yes. also where we got dual typing as well, isn't it? Yes, because that's when Scyther stepped up his game. Mm-hmm. The Scissor, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, well, I just mean like even scissor. like his his uh, move set improved with yes. Gold and Silver. 
Oh yeah, no, I I I enjoyed Gold and Silver. I just remember being done with it and being like, I don't want to remember all these Pokemon. Like, because I think my mom was like, she's like, do you know all the new Pokemon? Because I could recite them like in number order from the first one. I was like a super Pokemon nerd, and then with the second one, I was like, no, there's too many. I don't want to. Like, then you got like, you already see some du- like not duplicates, but like you already see some of the the formula coming out already in gold and silver. Like you had like, here's the beginning bird. Here's like the beginning rat type. Yes. And you're, yes. And you're like, why did you do this? Why didn't you try to make something cool and unique? And then it just keep doing it throughout the whole series. And you're like, okay, I guess <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. But they got that Zubat in every single one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well they eventually replaced it with Noibat but then you started getting both but you know what though <laughs> that, see the Noibat is a bummer because Crobat is an awesome Pokemon like sure. I will roll with a Crobat endgame that's an endgame Pokemon for me true yeah I never, I never remember liking Golbat though like Golbat was just like, what is with your freaking mouth? Like, <laughs> I have been like, I don't know, is it Stockholm syndrome? Like, I think I like a Golbat because you got to treat it so good to make it a crowbat. <laughs> so I'm like petting my ugly crowbat, like or my Golbat, like you're my best friend. <laughs> here's another. Oh boy. Here's another polka bean. Let's get you a massage, Golbat. <laughs> so did you hear? why chauncey's favorite pokemon is muck no but muck is awesome i also will roll with a muck end game but do you know do you know his favorite pokemon is muck because he hated having to pet and pay attention to his pokemon in later games and muck didn't give a shit muck likes it first of all that's bs muck well, likes it he likes it when you hold his goopy little hand. <laughs> well, he had a muck that only cared if he petted him like once every like 50 battles. And that's what he did. He wanted to do the bare minimum because he hated that mechanic so much. He was like, muck is the best Pokemon. And then he started to pet the muck all the time because the ma- he didn't. I don't know. He's. He was being backwards on that one, but he still to this day says that Muck is his favorite Pokemon because of that mechanic. Well, also because when those fairy Pokemon came out, they were way overpowered and Muck got the job done. True. Yeah, Poison. Poison was really good against them. Pokemon Gold and Silver. Solid choice. I actually had written that down. Then I erased it and changed it for something else. So... I'm glad that, that you stuck with that one. Um, so my my uh, fourth entry is one that I haven't talked about in a while, uh, but Massive Chalice. And Massive Chalice is a strategy RPG as well, uh, but it's also a roguelike RPG. But it's a really fun game where you're trying to save the world from this desolation and you have a time limit. You only have so many centuries, I want to say, before 
the world do you know the world's dying but you have so many centuries to build up your civilization to fight back um your troops uh your fighters can age out and die of old age uh so you only get to do battle every once in a while it's not like you're doing a battle every year like you you have to do some management train up your armies figure out how to do stuff. It was a very, a lot of management. And then you go into these RPGs of like leveling up your, your characters and training them. And a lot of it was passing down skills and that kind of stuff, sort of building a legacy. Um, one of the coolest things that you could do is like your new recruits are obviously would be low level, right? So you, you had to constantly raise up your level for the new recruits if you had a veteran in there who had been in many battles and was actually really good, he would actually be better at training up your new recruits. So your new recruits would come in at higher levels. So instead of like level one or two, you could come into level 10. I think I even got up to like level 20 for some of them. Like it was, it was pretty good. Uh, it's a pretty great, uh, I would say mix of a lot of genre, but massive chalice, I think, uh, for, for it's, um, unique take of mixing RPG with other elements of both strategy and management. I think it's really a really great game. Uh, and I just, I played it a couple of years back and it hasn't left my brain since, honestly. So our strategy RPGs is probably one of my favorites out, you know, outside of, uh, outside of another one on this list. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's it for that one i don't have much to say about it um i have a whole we have a whole episode about it up on the uh the channel we did a side quest for massive chalice so hear my fresh thoughts on that at the time with uh so we still had vengeful torture on we had vt on for that whole series like he was part of the side questers back when I don't i don't know if you know him too well but he was someone that was a lot a lot more around the show earlier in the days so. Yeah, I'm not familiar. Big, uh, big uh, Monster Hunter streamer guy. Well, he wouldn't say he's big. I feel like he's big. He's big of heart. How about that? So, uh, next one for you, Sasha. I think it's your fifth. Yeah. Yes. I have Fable 2. All right. 100%. I'm with you on that. Never played a yeah. Fable. But I've only heard great things. I've played all three. The reason I went with two is that I felt like it actually had had a difficult choice at the end of the game. Um, mm -hmm. Now I know it's steampunk, so it's you know probably not going to be your kind of game to play. But I mean, if it's done right, and I can get into any game, like it's why I don't get into Bioshock and those kind of things. Yeah. I think it it's just kind of the background setting. I, I don't yeah. necessarily think that there is really much more to it. Like you're not riding on any, uh, you know, steampunk machines through the air or anything like that. But you do have guns as the mm -hmm. agility tree instead of bows. It's, it's crossbows or guns. Um, mm -hmm. But you do have a really difficult choice at the end of the game for greed, for family or your dog. Um, or the world. <laughs> and I always choose my dog. I let I will let everyone <laughs> in the world die so I can keep my dog. Uh. Okay. 
Um, but they do have, um, they have an element in Fable 2. I think that they went overboard with it in Fable 3, but you can get extra income by purchasing properties and yeah. upgrading the properties. And then it like automatically just generates income for you. Um, sure. I think it's way too much in, in Fable 3 where I, I felt like I was playing the Sims almost. Oh, yeah. Like it really just took away from the actual RPG uh, element of the game. But Fable 2, it's just this little extra additional thing so that you don't have to spend so much time like picking up junk and selling junk to vendors to be able to afford things. So sure. But I liked the, I like the morality systems in RPGs. I miss that um, as a, as a core element of RPG gameplay. And that is also in, you have karma or like good, bad karma. Um, you can get sexually mm -hmm. transmitted diseases in fable too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You, it's just there's just it a lot. Sound like a... The whole game is is it's like this cute little world with a lot of not so cute things in it. And you know we were talking about like the Diablo three problem. Um, mm -hmm. I do think that that is a problem with the Fable series as well. That there's a lot of really dark shit in it. Like you're an orphan who watched their parents be murdered in front of them, and then they you're murdered for your like energy and then brought back to life. Like. But all that's on this backsplash of this beautiful hand-painted scenery. And you're like, and look at my dog. It's so cute, right? But the game yeah. itself does have some really dark themes in it. Yeah. Yeah, I... but I like it. Fable 2. Okay. Um... So my entry now is a game that you have played, Sasha. You've talked mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. Kingdom Kingdoms of Amalur. That's also on my list, so I'll just cross okay. that one off here. Yeah. Um sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. That's all right. Um so yeah, Kingdom of Amalur, uh it didn't sell well. I have tried to go back and play it and I haven't it hasn't held my interest since the re release. Uh so I haven't got to play the new expansion. But I still feel it was a very solid game, uh very good at mixing and matching classes i liked how it did that in the system i liked how you know you talk about cartoony it's very cartoony but like it had it's hard to describe because to me the game felt like if skyrim was a third person mmo that you played by yourself see i felt like it was playing world of warcraft but like warcraft no world just warcraft <laughs> yeah well it felt very much it gave this mmo vibe yes. of like of like the world and everything and then like the quest system and everything i as funny thing was it was supposed to become an mmo it was supposed to be the prequel to an mmo and the company went under like because it didn't sell enough. They didn't. They they spent too much. They mismanaged the the game um, in development, which is a bummer because that it was it's a, a great game, sound game. It was great. Um, I do think it did have too much visually in common with 
Vanilla WoW. I I really do because I remember mm-hmm. when I played it, I just wanted to play Warcraft. Yeah, um, and I feel there's a there's a bit of a problem for me personally. Um, every time I've tried to go back and play it, I've tried to play a spellcaster, and that is not what you should do in that game. It does not feel fun to be a spellcaster. It I mean, feels I'm fun to be. I'm going to tell you to play a rogue. <laughs> That's what I did. I did a rogue with. I mixed the rogue and fighter tree. So I would do the. St- I put everything into the stealth attack and all the lock picking and all the sneaky steel stuff. And then when it came to battle, I was just straight up like a warrior, just like facing down all the enemies at once. Like I would sneak I think attack I and kill. I did the same thing. Yeah, and I feel like that was just the optimal strategy because everything I've tried since doesn't work like it or it doesn't work for me i would say i don't think it's not that it doesn't work it's that you have to go so hard on the magic skill that like magics didn't feel good unless you went all the way on it but that being said i still think it was a very well made and very fun game but it's just not i i haven't been able to get myself to play through it again on pc to play the new expansion that came out from THQ Nordic. This was another one where they added an expansion well after the game's life. I have been debating with myself about this specifically because I feel like I can't I can't pay more than $20 for a game that I beat a decade ago just right. to play DLC that I haven't played yet that isn't available to play with my character that I built up that I'm going to have to play this whole game again for right now. It's been long enough that I, I can say with confidence, I don't remember anything. I've tried twice since but, and I, I remember stuff, but I'm just like, I can't, I, I, I get into it and I start remembering everything and I'm like, been here, done that. Don't really. see, I think I'll be fine on that. But the problem is every time it's on sale, it's 23 99 and it, I can't I can't compromise with myself on this. It's got to be under 20. It's got to be under 20 or I'm not going to pay for it. So Now under 20 I've just been waiting. before or after tax? After after tax and it's got to be the bundle, not just the not just the re-reckoning. It's got to be the re-reckoning with the DLC. Under 20 okay. or I'm not buying it. So gotcha. I'll let you know when that happens. Every time that there's a sale, I'll see, "Oh, there it is." And then I look, "Oh, no." Nope. Just a couple dollars too not, much. Not <laughs> quite. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, what's your next one, Sasha? <laughs> um, my next one is Borderlands. OG Borderlands. Okay. I, I won't deny you on this. I famously hate this one, but that's what I it because do. I played it, played it by myself and killed the final boss with a bladed handgun by punching it attached to a rock. Oh, that like alien exploit. Yeah, yeah. I I really hated that the vault was just an alien too. That really just grinded my gears as well. That that was annoying because because there's I just feel like they have so much technology and like they spend all this time building up a a really cool sci-fi world and then it's just like oh yeah you know it's just like a Cthulhu alien (laughs) whatever. Um, Yeah, I. No, you don't like zombies either. So, like, the mm-hmm. excitement and, and treat that is the Zed's Dead DLC, I loved. But I can see why you didn't 
appreciate that the same way. Fair. But like yeah. it took an entire never... familiar area and turned it into like a Halloween theme. Like just put like a Halloween skin on it. And yeah. I loved that. The Halloween quest in Wonderlands was fun. Yeah. So I can get that. I, I understand that. But so. I feel like uh, Borderlands, the reason I picked the OG is I uh, I think that the original classes and the original build specifically of the Siren was the best. Uh, sure. The original classes were the best. Um, the yeah, humor of this game, I've never been excited the about the new ones. Yeah, the humor is great. Even though I don't like the game, Claptrap is number one. Like He's the best. I love Claptrap. <laughs> I think he's so funny. He's so cute. So yeah, Borderlands. Um. So my my uh, my Pokemon entry that I ended up erasing gold and silver for. I was thinking really hard about this because I wanted to. I wanted to be able to to say this should be the definitive Pokemon as of this point. So I'm going to land on Pokemon Shield, Sword and Shield. Okay. Because that is the last time that you can get all of the Pokemon, to my knowledge. Okay. Now, the reason also why I landed on here, Pokemon Shield, by far, hands down, for me personally, was the best bug team you could ever create. (laughs) I'm not joking. It is so good. I had Crustle. So I had a rock bug. I had uh, Centiscorch, which was uh, the fire yes. bug. And Centiscorch was a new one for that game. And I talk about this all the time, but I, I bears mentioning again, Centiscorch knew a fire, a bug, a grass, and a water move. And if I wanted to, I could switch in a dark move. So like that thing had coverage. The only thing that it was not able... It's one weakness is it was a tad slower than it needed to be. So like if it was just a little bit faster, that thing would have been unstoppable as a sweeper. Just slap a quick claw in its hand and call it a day. That's what I did. Like, if the quick claw doesn't come off, it's dead. But if it doesn't, if it gets that quick claw off, they they are dead. It was a very good bug. You had Frozmoth, which was a very good special attacker. You had... Uh, that was new in that game as well. I had Dewpiter. Dewpiter was my freaking tank. Like that thing was amazing. It would even, t- you know, it would take lightning damage like a beast. Like I don't even know how, because it was water type, but it's still so it's super effective still. But it had so much health. It was a really great tank. Um, and then I ended up have uh, you had the another tank. It was a psychic tank, which was the ladybug. One, I don't remember its name, but it looked like an alien ship. Uh, that was a new one is Lady Ba or something like that. Uh, that was a new one that I had on there. And I also had Vicavolt, uh, which was the giant stag beetle that was lightning type. And I just had, I had so much coverage. I had so much different options between tanks, stab, you know, like special attackers. Like it was such a great bug uh, Pokemon game. Um, I think the open world is kind of what they were trying to get to 
with Scarlet and Violet, um, that sort of open free range area and sword and shield. Um, there were some great ideas that were starting to come, but mostly I want to say that Pokemon sword and shield deserves a spot on the list, mostly for the fact that it's the last time that you can get all of the Pokemon in one spot. Um, eventually they say that they want to do this for Scarlet and Violet. Um, and I'm down for that for whatever, but I do want to say like, if you want to talk about undeniably, I think Pokemon deserves a list place somewhere. And the one that I want to say is the one that you can catch all of the Pokemon being like, that's what I, to me, what Pokemon started as. And I feel like should be known for is catching them all. Despite my own bug tendencies, what I like about the designs, I like personally as a game, I like Scarlet and Violet much more than Sword and Shield. Um, You know, people are going to talk about bugs or, you know, game bugs, not not bug type, but, you know, game bugs with Scarlet and Violet that that sort of of ruined the game for them. I had several crashes in Scarlet and Violet and the game was not ruined. Like... I mean, I'm a Bethesda game player, so bugs don't ruin a game for me. Right. So, uh, so but but I was trying to be objective about representing Pokemon, and I will say Pokemon Shield for the what I would say is the best of the traditional Pokemon uh, style. So there we go. Yeah. That's that's my entry for that. Okay. Uh, so your next one, Sasha. Next one for me is the Outer Worlds. Okay. Um, so I know we were talking about this before we started recording, but I'm start. I was starting to get to the point where I'm like, I've played so many RPGs because that is definitively my gaming genre of choice. That yeah. I had a hard time kind of coming up with games that I felt like deserved to be in a on this list. Um, yeah. So I'm starting Meanwhile, to feel... I was like, I don't play enough, apparently. <laughs> so <laughs> or I'm, I play I'm... too too much of certain ones, I would say. I'm at the lukewarm point of my list. So Outer Worlds is on here now. Outer Worlds, I think, was, was my game of the year two years ago. Oh, yeah. I don't doubt yeah. it. Um, I, I really love the Outer Worlds. I, I do not think it's like one of the greatest of all time. Um, mostly because I was promised New Vegas in space and I was not given New Vegas in space. And there's just no like coming back from that heartbreak for me. Um, you kind of had the tone. You didn't have the writing, I feel like. You had correct. the... Yeah, you, like it, the quality of writing wasn't there. And I can say that because I did play Outer Worlds and I played a lot of it. I didn't finish it, but I played a lot of it. Now the DLC, I'm going to say this. The DLC kind of did feel like like a Fallout game. I will say that. Uh, I was really, really happy with the DLC of The Outer Worlds. I wish there was more. Mm-hmm. There's, I felt like they should have followed the same format. If they wanted to call themselves New Vegas in Space, then they should have followed the same format of Fallout, which is five DLCs. Mm-hmm. But they did not have five. I think there was only two that were like thick, dense, meaningful. Right. 
Um, but they were really mm. excellent and they had great writing. I loved the murder mystery of, uh, I think it was like murder on, uh, Ar- Arenados. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. But I had to keep it ignoring that quest cause it keep popping up and I'm like, no, I'm not done with the main mission. Please That's stop. best, best part of the whole game. I will say that. Mm. And Gorgon, the DLC on Gorgon was really great too. If you're into like sci-fi, like heavy sci-fi. Sure. It was excellent. But if Outer Worlds didn't make it onto the list, you know, like I wouldn't be completely heartbroken about it because there were definitely some shortcomings. I felt like this game wanted very much to be a sandbox, but it was not. It was very, it felt, felt like it was pretend sandbox, but it was point A, point B for sure. Mm -hmm. And that annoyed me. That was my biggest <clears throat> criticism of the game. And then secondary to, I don't know what they wanted to call that inventory system, but the same guns for the whole game, but they just like upgrade with you was really disappointing. Sure. Yeah. I get that. That, that That's something that's more akin to something like a shooter where you can have the sort of like what same weaponry to go through the whole yep. time because it's not, an RPG, you don't have to worry about stats and upgrading and, and yada, yada, yada. With an RPG, you kind of do want to see not just a progression of yourself, but also a progression of your gear. And if you, if you just have the same thing that you keep upgrading and upgrading and upgrading, it doesn't really feel the same. Yeah. Now, the class system, love that because mm-hmm. this is a return to you can absolutely fuck your character up if you did not Oh sure. pick yeah. the right things skills that don't complement each other spending too much points in a certain skill set too early in the game like that i loved that i remember you giving me some pointers when i was playing yep i don't remember them but i remember you doing so and i was following them (laughs) yep yep like you gotta pick one weapon and commit to it you really can't yeah yeah so I'm I am excited about the Outer Worlds too when that comes out. Um mm-hmm. I'm hoping that it is bigger, more expansive and actually more sandboxy than what the original sure. game was. But I did really love the world that they built up the uh late stage capitalism as the main villain. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Moonface. Yeah. Spacer's choice. <laughs> it's not the best choice. It's Spacer's choice. I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't help but think of the the Moonface mascot on Futurama though when I saw him. Mhm. Like, oh, just, just the sad moon mascot. Oh boy. All right. Um so my next one uh this is my favorite hands down tactical strategy rpg uh to me that used to be uh that used to be um final fantasy tactics uh because tactics had a what i would call a decently good story uh it was super long and at times i got bored and would forget the story so maybe it wasn't the greatest story to me at the time but this story, I was riveted from start to finish. There are multiple paths or choices, uh, and that is triangle strategy. And 
to this day, still the only game that I have beat and said, let's do it again right away. Didn't even take a second to process what happened. Started New Game Plus immediately. Because I was just so pumped to get what I would call the better ending which was the golden path which i looked up because i didn't want you know i didn't want to waste my time again not really just waste my time i just i wanted to get it right i wanted to get it right and see how the game expected me to go yeah it's sort of like a canon ending but i mean you kind of have to do that with games that like oh if you made the wrong choice at hour 12 then you're not gonna like what happens at hour 30 right and then for the most part, I felt the choices that I were making were intuitive enough to get it right. However, there is one choice or two that is not intuitive to me that would be called the golden path or the right path. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, you know, they're trying to enforce some sort of morality. But I would say that those two choices go against that sort of morality. Because you're basically, some of your choices are like, you know classic kobayashi situation you're fucked either way so like yeah. Yeah. who's getting screwed over less um so it's it's a very interesting story it's a very interesting combat i love that every unit every unit is a named person with their own abilities sure there are classes that are shared you have multiple archers no archer is the same you have a crossbow archer who sets traps you have a long distance archer who can shoot literally anywhere on the map you have a, another archer who's more like a mid-range uh but they have the movement better than anyone else because they're flying on a freaking eagle like you have so many different characters to learn about and get to know. And like everyone is a character and they all have their strengths and weaknesses in battle. They all have their strengths and weaknesses in the overworld. You have get to know them so well, as far as like a strategy RPG is the most RPG of a strategy RPG I have ever seen. Like you get to level up and do skills and all that kind of stuff as usual, but like just, the character development and that kind of thing, as far as like RPGs go, like what you're known for in story and learning about people and branching paths and all that kind of stuff. It was a very in-depth and very good game that I feel did not get its worth in. Uh, it did not get its recognition that it deserves uh, personally. And this is not not like I normally don't get super hard into the strategy RPG genre. I like them, but I don't I it's not something I play all the time. So yeah, I'm just I'm just excited to see more people play this game, honestly. So I think it totally deserves a spot. Also, still say one of the best love stories in a game I've ever seen. Okay. No objections. It's not it's not super out of line. It's not super out of depth. There's not a lot of choice in the love story as far as it goes. You are in an arranged marriage, but you can choose to foster that relationship or ignore it. And the golden path has you definitely fostering it. <laughs> so, and it feels like a very, I don't know, very... For an arranged marriage, I think it's a very healthy as you can get that. Because <laughs> they okay. very much are... The, 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 both the characters very do much take the time to get to know each other and 
respect each other's space and feelings the whole time when you're doing things right. I think if you're doing things wrong, you're just ignoring your spouse and just letting her flounder alone. <laughs> um, so yeah, triangle strategy. I'm very passionate about that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, next for you, Sasha. All right. So I haven't finished this game, but sure. I have Marvel Midnight Suns on here. So okay. first, let me make a case for why this is an RPG. Because um, it's not, I mean, it it is, it's like if you took XCOM and you added a, like a dash of RPG elements to it, this is why mm-hmm. I feel like it is an RPG. Because you have this choice of if you're going to um, go towards the light path or the dark path. And this is not like good and bad or like like evil and good. This is more about like light being holy and dark being chaos and you Law have and this order. yes basically yeah. so um your character is very fixed in the sense of you are the big bad's daughter and you exist only to kill the big bad and the last time that this cycle happened you died in in your efforts to kill your mom. So they resurrect okay. you and bring you back. Um, so you're very limited in like, you're just, you're male or female. There's a lot of preset like image, but you have tons of skills within the Holy tree, tons of skills within the chaos tree, and you can mix and match the more that you use holy skills in battle, the more that your character leans towards the light, the more that you use the chaos skills, the more that your character leans towards the dark. And then within your dialogue, you have light and dark dialogue options, but then you also just have regular options that don't affect your leaning towards light and dark. And then mm. the more you lean towards light and dark, you get certain perks. Um, so like right now, my character is leaning really heavy into the light. So I have... Um, I have this option of if I do three light moves in a row, then I get an extra an extra turn on the next time around, and it lets me do it without using up any of my energy. So it like sure. gives me nice bonuses um, in battle. You have choices within your dialogue and how you build up um, your relationships with the other superheroes. So you have the Midnight Suns, which are I, I would say like as a lesser known group in marvel Mm -hmm. but um recruited also into this whole like party to stop the apocalypse um is like i've got like right now my character's best friend is spider-man like that's who she has the best relationship with i don't know why Mm. it's happened that way probably just because spider-man's really good in battle so i always have him with me and so then it makes our relationship go up but i you know you've got like i haven't recruited wolverine yet deadpool's there um, Iron Man, Storm, Captain Marvel, like just, hmm. I mean, just tons of people. Blade and Mor- uh, Mobius, it's Morbin time are there. And um, that's really interesting because Blade hates Morbius, um, but they need each other to finish like a very specific storyline and how you, hmm. man, it's like, it's like dealing with Miranda and Jack in Mass Effect 2. Um, so yeah. you got to keep the peace within your team. 
Um, and then you, you've got like a whole abbey to explore that feels very much like Laura Croft's manor. Mm-hmm. Um, the more you explore, the more that you are unlocking, um, I think like the lore that goes sure. into the apocalypse. So I don't know. I, I'm really, really thoroughly enjoying this game. Um, I do wish I would have purchased the bundle for the series X upgrade because the loading screens are really, really Terrible. long on the Xbox one. Um, oh. but that, that is my only complaint with that game. I've not had any crashes. I've not had any, no bugs. The gameplay is, um, like XCOM, but you get instead of having fixed moves that you can use at any time, you mm-hmm. get a deck of cards that randomly shuffle through um, your your hero's abilities, and you need to generate energy to use the higher the higher level abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's I'd say it's a strategy RPG. Yeah, no, I I don't disagree that it is. Um... This was actually on the docket. This is the, um, I don't know where bickering bucks is at right now because people got too busy with their lives, but that was what we were supposed to be playing and we're no longer going to be playing it, but I own it and it's on my list to play. I, I am really enjoying it. It will definitely be on my game of the year list. I know that for sure. Yeah, I feel like my prophecy of Diablo being the only thing I played was mostly a joke, but it's turning out to be a reality. It feels like. <laughs> so I do want I do want to have that done. I do. I've had Final Fantasy 16 installed on my PlayStation for like a week now and I've even started. I just when I got tired of Diablo, I just watched shows and movies instead. Like I watched Rhinefield today. Uh that was funny. That was okay. really funny. I do want to see that. Um, yeah, <laughs> I definitely suggest that movie. All right. So my next entry uh, is also for the Pokemon series. Now, where we talk about the definitive Pokemon for what Pokemon was, I want to say this should be how Pokemon is. And the modern direction and future of pokemon this is the paragon of what that should be and i want to see this idea fleshed out which is pokemon arceus um i 100 percent believe that both old and new pokemon deserve a spot on the best rpgs of all time and i think pokemon arceus is exceptional in taking that pokemon formula and making it into something that is both modern more action oriented and playable and making the Pokedex fun, actually making the Pokedex and the idea of what Pokemon originally was more fun. And it was so interesting because it's like, it doesn't make sense. And it's always a weird disconnect. When you catch a Pokemon, suddenly you know everything about it. The Pokedex updates. It's like Professor Oak, why the hell did you make me catch a Taurus if the Pokedex already had every fucking thing about it in here? Like, and it only unlocked because I caught one. You already knew, you bastard. You already knew. You just made me go catch it for you. You got some sort of scheme going on. Literally, the Pokedex is a written journal that you write out yourself, and it gets better with the more Pokemon you catch and do things with 
feeding the Pokemon, catching them certain ways, leveling them up, making them use certain moves. You are actually doing research in the new po- this Pokedex. You are actually creating what the modern Pokedex will be later on. And it is quite fascinating and quite fun. Um, the more open world gameplay that it uh, exhibits is really great. The idea that you can sneak up on a Pokemon, crack it in the back of the head with a Pokeball, and it just gets caught is just amazing. You don't have to fight. The battling system, while it was weaker than I would say normal Pokemon, was interesting because you could make a an attack, make it more powerful and slower, or make it uh, less powerful and faster, or you could go normal. It was really cool to get alpha Pokemon, which are literally just like three times the size and stronger versions of the Pokemon. That's all they were. Like, they were just like super strong versions of the same Pokemon. You just catch in the wild. Um, I, my whole team was an alpha team. Uh, this was the first Pokemon in a long time that I did not do a bug team. I had like an actual balanced, unique team. Uh, but I would say largely because this Pokemon was actually difficult. It was legitimately difficult. I remember and, you telling us you tried the bugs. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't cutting it. The, the only one that could make it was Scyther which got a new evolution exclusive to this game called Cleaver. And I was so into that. The rock scyther with axes for hands. So like I was 100% about that one. That one, I had an alpha cleaver on my team and I kept it. Um, It was a very unique and very fun Pokemon experience. And I want to see this is how Pokemon goes. We were hoping with that with Scarlet and Violet, and it didn't quite get there. It used some of those ideas, but not all of them. Um, But to be fair, they were working on those different games separately. So it's we know that now. So it's there's still hope for this being the future of Pokemon. If it's not, then this deserves a spot on the list as an anomaly in the Pokemon series. that was just that great and that we all wish Pokemon would be. Because the reviews said that too. So many reviews, so many people were, yes, this is it. Yes, it may be buggy. We understand it's not as polished as other Pokemon, but this concept is where a lot of people want to see this series go. And Sasha, I know you're not super big on playing things with Switch, but like, this is one I think you do have to play to experience it at some point. Okay. Oh. I will say the biggest downside, though, is the town music. I swear to God, that town music makes me want to murder someone. How annoying it is. I mean, it, it'll it all get turned off eventually if I'm yeah, playing I, it, So, Although I haven't turned off Diablo's music yet. I actually meant to bring that up to you. That um, It mm. is really nice. It is really quite lovely. There is some great music in there. Yeah, I, I, uh, I normally have things turned down really far, but yeah. No, don't, don't keep me posted on the Diablo stuff. I really want to hear your take on the story if you do get to finish it because I think it's a very interesting story. And I think I'll be it, working on it. It it has some interpretations. Um Yeah. Okay. Um and there's some things that happen that are like, "Oh shit." <laughs> uh I actually just re 
watched the story again through the eye. Watched uh, someone do like a let's play of just only the story beats. Um, it was really interesting to see their reaction. And there's someone who this is their first Diablo as well, period. So it was interesting to see what they latched onto the characters and that kind of stuff too. Um, because yeah, there's there's none of those, not none. Nah, there's not a lot of classic characters to hold on to in Diablo Four because everyone's moved on or dead. So uh, it was interesting to hear their takes on because they, they do mention certain characters and whatnot. And it's like, who was this person? I'm like, how do you not say like like just like me being like, how do you not know? <laughs> <laughs> um, stuff like that. So um, yeah, so. Pokemon Arceus, so I think we still have two more for you, Sasha. So uh, Only one more, because you... Uh, one, oh, Kingdom, yeah, because I took yeah, one. because Kingdom was on mine. All right, so my last one, um, interesting that this is my last one, because it's, like, almost directly opposite to what you just said. So... Yeah? Um, I have realized that part of my issue with Pokemon is, like, part of it is Pokemon fatigue, like, just, like, yeah. The volume of Pokemon. So why I like full stopped mid Sun and Moon. I can never beat Sun and Moon. Um, like I I feel like I just I can't. Yeah, I, I didn't care for a lot of Sun and Moon myself. I, I can't stop petting my Pokemon, and I can't stop harvesting jelly beans on Pokemon Island. So like I I can't progress. So anyway, obviously it's not Sun and Moon that I'm going to say is on this yeah. list. But the last entry that i fully thoroughly beat to shit was x and y okay so i feel like for me x and y was the last time that my almost uh like my pokemon boomer brain really thoroughly enjoyed pokemon um (laughs) and that like it it still is the old formula you know, mm-hmm. like what we talked about. You know, you're gonna get your your bird Pokemon, your rat Pokemon, <laughs> your mm-hmm. your cave Pokemon. You know, um, but you also do have the option to have the full living Pokedex uh, and like actually work on it and not get it all through Wonder Trade. And yeah. I remember this one also being because my Nintendo DS was exclusively a Pokemon machine. Um, like importing stuff from the old games to be into like that area to be able to catch them. Um, so I just felt like I put the most work into my Pokedex um, into, I had like tailored teams. Um, so I had like a dark team, a poison team, a dragon team, a, an electric team. I had everything. Um, hmm. Like i I think that if I loaded up my XY file, I probably have like 600 hours on it. Like, wow. I really, really, really played this game thoroughly. And I bought, I bought the second, I bought like a second copy of it so I could get the other Pokemon, um, get variations of it. I, I don't know. I just, I just really, really enjoyed X and Y. It felt like the upgraded, like the next gen version of gold and silver, um, and it is the the last entry before we started to get all of the like little extra like mini games that were added. Um, and was it X? No, Diamond Pearl was the one that had the um, the mini games to beef up your your stats. 
Yeah, for your I Pokemon. think so. Um, and I hated that. So I was really glad that that was not <laughs> XY. Um, yeah. I did a lot of hmm. breeding in XY. Um, I really don't like the... Like, I have Sword and Shield, and I... I don't, I don't know. My boom, my boomer brain doesn't like the upgrades. I don't, I don't like the the more 3D version of it. I want, I want to go sure. back to the tiny little, the tiny Sprites. little per, sprite like moving across the screen and and like occasionally having your little Pikachu follow you and like that's mm-hmm. more of my preference. So, but I, I understand that why people appreciate the newer games and that those are kind of like the definitive entries for them. But I loved XY. I think that that's probably the ones that I played the most out of all the Pokemon games. Okay. And we got Sylveon, who is one of my favorite Pokemon. Okay. Is that where they were introduced? So they were the last introduced at Evolution, right? Uh, we got in XY, we got Sylveon, we got Leafeon. I don't know if Leafeon was in the earlier ones because, so like, I have a blind spot in my Pokemon, um, for me because I didn't play, I didn't play black and white or black and white too. I played them. I don't remember anything other than Volcomoth. Literally, I don't. Like, so, Volcomoth is the only thing I remember from black and white because that's what I started Bug Trainer Jam was black and white. But, so I I I played Diamond and Pearl, and then X and Y, and like really really thoroughly played X and Y. And I remember that we got Sylveon, we got Leafeon, we got Glaceon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um. So I got that written down. Pokemon X and Y. Um. So I now have two more. Uh, now this one, RPG, uh, I like it quite a bit. Uh, it blew my mind. It was my game of the year a couple years ago, um, but it is not in my normal wheelhouse, which was Tales of Arise. Um, Tales of is a series of games that has been popular for many ages. So I feel like in general, I think Tales of deserves a spot on the list. I'm saying Arise. It's the only one I've ever beaten. It was very intriguing. The story was. I very much enjoyed it. It was crazy. It was bonkers. It was all sorts of tropes. I had amnesia. I couldn't remember my own name. Like the main character, I mean. Um, It had some, you know, interesting mechanics. uh, The sort of like modern JRPG fighting mechanics where you're sort of running around and sort of like a what I would call like a boxing ring and throwing abilities at each other or attacks uh, very much reminds me of you ever played something like Power Stone back in the days, those sort of 3D fighting games. Oh yeah, I remember Power Stone. Yeah, so stuff like that where it's it's more of the modern JRPG fighting style. Uh, so they've gone away from turn-taking into this sort of like stuck in arena fighting live action, but you can use menu options while you're running to cast spells and do abilities and stuff. And you'll get locked into an animation when you're doing an attack or something. 
Uh, a lot of dodging, not really a lot of blocking, just more of like get out of the AoE area of an attack or dodge or something. Um, really blew my mind of like just how good the story was. Um, and I know that a lot of people really enjoy the series for its story, uh, even though it started as turn-taking RPG, which I don't think it's bad. I, I, I like, I mean, heck, I have Octopath Traveler on this list. And I very highly into that and that is a turn-taking rpg but um in general i think we need something of the more modern uh rpg style jrpg style i i don't think that that the list really reflects any of that and i think you know i think it deserves a spot somewhere i don't like the other ones like final fantasy 7 remake uh, i like this one though so there we go. I don't have much else to say for it. And the last one, which is the one I was being a little uh, poop about and saying, screw you, Diablo community. I don't care if you like Diablo 2. I don't care if you like its itemization. I still think think a Diablo 2 itemization sucks butt, uh, especially the stats and the, the way those are worked. I would like to put Diablo 3 up on the list over Diablo 2. And okay. The reason being is I feel that Diablo 3 has become the new standard for an action RPG should be for battling, for for the actual combat. Because everything since Diablo 3 has tried to replicate Diablo 3. And that is not even close to debatable in my mind. <laughs> Path of Exile, uh you know uh what was the one that, that everyone hated for a while hold on i have it here um i would say that stuff like titan quest and uh stuff like that more mimics diablo 2 and its battle style but the more modern ones that try to be a lot more visceral and a lot more active in their combat are trying to replicate diablo 3 i think diablo 4 even takes that a step further but we already have diablo 4 on the list because it was already there due to the reviews. Lords of Mayhem. That's the t subtitle. Where is it? Oh, I don't. Oh, it's a Steam game. That's why. I think. Yeah, Wilson. Wilson is the other modern ARPG. Uh,. Chaos Bane, which is the Warhammer one. All of these are trying to replicate Diablo 3's combat. Straight up. They're trying to have the the modern ARPG with the more skills and abilities to try to be a more active and crushing combat with like sheens, <laughs> screen shaking, you know, like abilities going everywhere. Like, sure, uh, maybe Path of Exile is a deeper game. Uh, that deserves something on this list. I don't like Path of Exile personally, so I'm not going to vouch for it. Um, but I feel like for the modern action RPG where it started was Diablo 3. And I don't care if people didn't like the story. I did. I think it was really great. I think that you'd be hard-pressed not to include Diablo 3 on the list for the same reason that you have to include Skyrim. There's a reason that Diablo 3 stayed full price for, like, what, 10 years? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, It was, at the time, the best-selling PC game of all time. Uh, and Diablo 4 is shaping up to be the same way. It's already sold extremely well. 
I feel like Diablo 3, in my mind, it goes in the same kind of group of, like, people just keep buying it and they buy it in different, like, different consoles, the upgraded versions, just like Skyrim. Um, mm-hmm. And just like uh, Grand Theft Auto. Okay. That, like, yes. these games have been out for 10 years and people still just keep going back to it. And will pay full price for it. Yes. Like how can you how can you not include it on the list? I don't know. I don't know. And I, I feel like there's a lot of this is what we we're talking about toxic communities next week. Because mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of this Diablo 4 patch, a lot of people pointing fingers of like Diablo 2 is such a better game. Um don't get me wrong, guys. I played a lot of Diablo 2. I loved Diablo 2. I grew up on Diablo 2 just like anyone else who grew up on Diablo. Like, we all played constantly. I started with 1, but like 2 was like the next big deal. Um, I still remember 1 more fondly, but that's because of the atmosphere and yada yada. Um but there, I think there's a lot, a lot, a lot of nostalgia for Diablo 2 that is really clouding a lot of people's judgment that when you look at something like, I don't think Diablo 3 did it well, but they were trying to fix some of the problems of old ARPGs and the fact that like Diablo 2 had this system, this this problem with stat allocation. Now, any RPG player knows that you put stats, strength, dex, intelligence, all that kind of stuff, right? Like classic RPG trope to have attributes and stats that you increase. The problem that Diablo 2 faced, and people thought it's good for some reason, I don't know, is that you only spent enough stats regardless of your class. I'm not even kidding. Regardless of your class, you only spent enough strength, dex, and so on to the minimum requirement of the gear that you wanted to use. Everything else was dumped into HP. Literally everything else. And if you weren't doing it that way, you were factually wrong. You would not be able to complete the third difficulty if you didn't do this. Interesting. I feel like Origins does this. Dragon Age Origins does this as well. But you haven't gotten far enough in there. No. Yeah, so it's an illusion of choice. And the illusion of choice is if you do it wrong, you fucked up. And I don't think that's fine. I love that. I love if you fuck up your character that you just have a harder game. I love that. Uh, Well, there's a difference between harder and impossible. Well, I know. But because I feel like it it feels rewarding to outsmart the game. Yes. And then when, when like someone's telling me that they're having a hard time and then you like look at their character and you're like, well, this is why you're having a hard time. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm not saying, that. I'm not saying everything should be viable. You should actually have to think about what you're doing and put your thing together. But I also don't want it to have to be a spreadsheet to do that as well. Right. Or I, I do understand. I think that's one of the problems with, uh, why I didn't enjoy Sacred, the Sacred series, right. is I right. I couldn't figure it out in time to know that I didn't just waste 
25 hours. Sure. And, and it, whether it's a way to reverse that by, you know, restep, but I just don't like the fact that it's solved. Right. And Diablo three did a long step. Granted, it fucked it up in the, in the meantime, there's there are certainly problems with that system. You don't allocate stats. You get stats, but you don't allocate them. It does it for you. You're still getting stats. You're still increasing stats. But, hey, if there's a right way to do it, we're just going to do it for you. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. And now, now the problem is... Do you pick skills that complement each other is where it's at now. Right, right. Or, or, or you know, skills that complement your gear and whatnot. Now, yeah. Diablo 3 went too far. They went way too far. It became like if you weren't putting, like if you were a barbarian and you weren't getting nothing but strength and you were doing it wrong. Like it became solved in a different way because of that. But, you know, like to, to take it back, Diablo 4, you don't even allocate stats. You don't get stats when you level up anymore. You you pick stats on your Paragon board, your but you're not too yet. Uh, your skill tree gives you some stuff, but like, and your gear is like a, where a lot of your stats come from in Diablo Four, but like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, that's a down the road. It's too early to say whether Diablo Four did it right or not. Uh, we're not to a wholly finished state, I would say, uh, uh, which is a another topic for another day. But, <laughs> but, um, but you know, like. Um, I just I don't have that nostalgia for Diablo two, the same like I well and I do the, the the difference is I do have nostalgia for that game, but I'm not I'm not tricked by that nostalgia to say that everything they did was best because it wasn't there was problems, and same thing with Diablo three there were problems there are problems with Diablo three it's still currently a running game they're going to have a new season it's still up and running, but it fixed a lot of problems in the genre. There's a reason why it's sold so well. There's a reason why there are beloved characters still in that series. Um, and, you know, people will talk about how terrible the writing is or whatnot sometimes. But you know what? There wasn't writing in Diablo 2. All the writing was in the cutscenes. Like, <laughs> like the characters, sure, there's character dialogue, but mo I couldn't even get people to say anything from what the dialogue came up sometimes like it's just ridiculous so sorry i'm a little bit amped on the diablo topic lately because of this these people but yeah it's i feel yeah. diablo 3 deserves a spot if we're going to have if we're going to talk about the modern arpg i think diablo 3 is the start of it for instance i would say that if we're talking about the best first person shooters of all time i think it's very viable and would be insane to not have both Wolfenstein and the original Doom on there. As you know, like there are yeah. when you start or popularize an idea, I think that is at least worth mentioning. So there we go. That, that's my case for Diablo three. So uh, that's what we got for today. We will hear aces at another time and then we will, uh, what I'm thinking, and we can get this out later, I, I guess, is that we'll go over each person. Like Ace will give us his 10, and then we'll go back through and real quickly tell Ace my list and your list, just not to to go over them again. We've established why, and we 
if Ace wants to argue with us on a one, I guess he can, but I don't think he will. Uh, and then we're going to, as a group, eliminate four from each list, or three from your case, since we already accidentally eliminated one by having crossover. But that's why we have ten. And then yeah. from the eliminations, I guess pick one to, to be saved, and that's that's our top 50. So, and then we have the arduous task of ranking them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should just do like the top 10. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I feel like there should be some. Yeah, maybe maybe rank the top 10, but here's the other 40 unranked. Yeah. Yep. Maybe. An alphabetical okay. order. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I think that's a great, great way to go about it. So. um yeah, I haven't uh, been really doing much other than the Diablo 4 season so far. I do want to get into Final Fantasy uh, 16. I also got Pikmin 4, but I stuck it in my Switch. I haven't even turned on the Switch. I just literally put it in there, docked the Switch, and walked away. So I <laughs> uh, haven't been playing a ton of other things, but then again, it's been since we got back from the vacation, it's been work and then today where i woke up at, i think i woke up at 11 today i slept in a long time mm. i had a busy day we went to the farmer's market and i took ripley grocery shopping and, and then we went to target and, <laughs> and then i came home and played diablo yeah yep i tried to have the girls play that game with me they were just they have not been interested since i think they're a little they got youtube on their switches and I think they've been really just latched onto the like, wait, you can put YouTube on your switch. I was like, yeah, you always could. I just didn't because I didn't think about it. So now they're like, I can watch whatever I want on my switch. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you can. And it doesn't have to be on the TV for me to hear it. Yeah. I don't know why my, I didn't think about this before. My husband has been having to play Roblox with my daughter like every day. For hours. <laughs> like when I had to play Minecraft? Yeah. I feel yeah, like. I think he would prefer Minecraft because he likes Minecraft. But but she's been... She likes Minecraft because um, those are the Lego sets she makes me get her. So they've been doing Minecraft Legos. But no, he gets to play Roblox with her and she exclusively wants to do like escape from spooky places only sure <laughs> okay yeah he's That's fun. he's over it yeah. yeah i mean i i i can relate i really can like during the trip uh emery was just constantly asking to play minecraft with everybody and she was just like minecraft 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 i was like Hun, I need to, I need to relax or or something. Cause like I, the problem, part of the problem I had with the trip, it, it was great. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I had to be on the whole time that I was awake. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to be on for my kids and also my cousin's kid. Cause she took that as an opportunity for, Oh, there's other people here. I can have a vacation for my kid. And I was like, oh, that's not really how that works. 
tracks, but someone had to keep an eye on him because he's very hyperactive, doesn't have a lot of discipline, and... The child. <laughs> yeah. Um, he full-on, full-speed ran into a waitress the first day we were there. Oh, gosh. Like, he... And it was... It wasn't even funny. Like, I, everyone was just embarrassed and mad that, that he did it. Because he came... He was supposed to go... He needed to use the bathroom or something, but he comes running out of that bathroom like he's Sonic the Hedgehog, like full speed sprinting out of that bathroom and runs face first into the side of this waitress. Oh, no. And I don't know how he A, didn't knock her down. Thankfully, she wasn't carrying anything. She was just trying to talk to a customer to see if they needed anything. Um Like, that was what it was like dealing with him. He just... Stuff like that constantly. Like, I get it. That's it's my job. So, <laughs> yeah, it was not fun. Uh, and because I was the other parent there of that generation, for some reason that meant that I was also his parent for that thing. Um, which I mean, other people helped out, and, and like even even other people helped out with my kids. And, like I was the only one looking after the kids, but like it was still a lot. But of yeah, them. vacation with your kids is not quite vacation. Yeah, I was doing a lot of the what are we doing for entertainment for the kids. I was doing a lot of that, um, playing games with them, which was fun for the most part. Um, but the, sometimes it just got exhausting. And, she was just like a little parrot. Minecraft, Minecraft, Minecraft. I'm like, no, no, I am doing nothing right now. You can play, but I am not doing anything. So today, the first couple days of this week was also just decompression for me. Even if I had to work, it was just decompression. So, yeah, that was <laughs> that was fun. I think uh, Chance, he messaged me. He's like, hey, you going to play Diablo today? I was like, I mean, I, I kind of did. Like, what are you doing? I'm literally just sitting on the couch doing nothing. <laughs> I need to I've do been nothing. i calling it, I need to have a quiet ear hug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. And I, was, I had to do so many things when I got back, too, because, like, I didn't... I, I didn't forget. I just didn't get the time, get to it, like do the dishes before I left. So that got really bad. So I had to do that. I had to mow because it had been like two weeks since I mowed because we were gone. And then it rained a lot here while we we're gone. So the grass got like really tall. So I had to deal with that. Like stuff like all this stuff that I had to take care of around the house too this week. That was just like, <laughs> no rest. But yeah, today I got to sleep in until 11. It was glorious. And then, yeah, today was great. <laughs> So um, uh, next week, uh, hopefully we'll have Ace back and we'll we'll get on to the uh, to the toxic community stuff. And he has a lot to say about that, apparently, because uh, that's what we were going to do tonight because we didn't want to miss out with Ace on this topic. But uh, apparently he had a lot more to say about that than he does RPGs. So we'll see. We'll see what he, he has for there. Do you have stuff, Sasha? I'm curious. You never really say if that was a good thing for you or not. Um, I, 
Yeah, I mean, like, I'm in, uh, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups for, like, different games, um, and I would say a few of them are, mm, dominated by some not-so-pleasant groups of people. Um. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I'll have some things to add here. Probably not as much as Ace. I feel like this is a very on-brand topic for Ace. Sure, yeah. And it's, it's a recent thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um. But I can say some stuff in general because I, I was a uh, moderator of r slash Monster Hunter for six years. I have some stories of that, too. <laughs> some interesting ones. It also involved other moderators at the time. That sucked. So, in fact, that's how that moderator got to be a moderator, was by bashing us as moderators. Awesome. Love that. That was... The dumbest way I think we've ever hired people as moderators. It was the most knee-jerk reaction I've seen from some. Like it was the other guy. It was really weird. We had this hierarchy on based on who was there first, kind of deal. And the guy who started the subreddit was like, "Let's just bring them on if they think they're so good at it." And we're like, "Okay, I guess." Like, let's see how this goes. And it wasn't long until the guy that was there just before me left, and it was just me versus the. Uh, really good guy. One really good guy, and then one waste of space asshole that was constantly a thorn in my side, and the community side as a moderator, and the original guy who just unilaterally made this decision, uh, was like, "Peace, see ya. I'll be on when I can." And so it was just me and this other guy butting heads for six months before I resigned. <laughs> So I took that I took that not job very seriously yeah. <laughs> at the time. So it was a, it was a rough time. Okay, uh anything else to say, Sasha? No. Okay. Well, uh thanks everyone for listening. No one's watching today cuz we're not streaming it. So just listening. Thank you uh uh, for doing that and we'll catch you next week with uh toxic communities um uh, be sure to follow us on at hunters hub pod on twitch not twitch because uh, we're not doing that well you can um but twitter is what i meant to say so uh for updates uh like i just tweeted today what today's topic was and you'll probably get sometime tomorrow to be uploaded and um yeah we'll go from there also if you want to follow ace even though he's not here today at Ace Badger Gaming, and be sure to join the Discord where we can talk about stuff. Although this week was kind of light, I wasn't really talking much. Uh, Mossy had some interesting things to say, so he wasn't accidentally insulting someone. Uh, which, I mean, I love you, Mossy. And I know it was an accident. So, <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye.